you've got a phone, you've got video games, you've got television, you can do without a laptop for an hour. All right, old man. No, I I don't disagree with you. I understand. You know, when when I was her age, I didn't have a computer. I had book. I had channels two through thirteen. Brian, you you unironically just gave that when I was your age. <laughs> Hello and welcome to JudgeCast. This is episode 231. I'm one of your hosts, Brian Prilliman, and I am joined this evening, afternoon, morning, commute to work with Brogan King. Hello, Brian. Hello. Uh, so we have another fun-filled, action-packed episode this week. <laughs> a Like, it's, it's not exactly a guarantee that this was what our episode was going to be, but... I imagine absolutely... people are unsurprised. Yeah. So, uh, so last episode was the uh, M20 release notes episode, and this episode's going to be the M20 IPG and NTR updates. Because there's uh, a, a fair number of yeah. relevant things. Yeah. I, I think we decided to do this by... Uh, is there enough changes <laughs> to do an episode on? Yeah. Yeah. Brian, Brian, like, sent this very sort of, like, <sighs> kind of message. And it was funny because, like, I was thinking the same thing but didn't want to say it. It's like, okay, here we go. <laughs> yep. Because we actually had another another uh, uh, topic lined up that we wanted to do. So we were kind of hoping that the changes were going to be light. And they weren't. <laughs> so here we are. Thanks, Scott Larrabee, Toby Elliott. Appreciate it. Real, um, real, real looking out. Yeah, that's, it's, it's a mood, as the kids Ooh, say. Ooh, nice use of mood, yeah. Brian. Yes, I, I'm a tryhard when it comes to uh, pop culture. Understanding um, current memes. Yes, um, I, I have learned within the last week what a Naruto run is. Really? Yes, I, uh, I did have to ask someone who did you ask brian i i i asked my my daughter what a what a naruto run oh, was oh man and i got the exacerbated eye roll that's um, that's working as intended then right uh yeah yeah it kind of it kind of was <laughs> all right but we're not here to talk about uh area 51 memes look you're all gonna die don't do it please don't but, do it all right yeah that's our psa for the week well i think i think what's gonna happen is all right so what is it? It's like in September or something like that. Mm -hmm. Like it's gonna be like like two hundred people and then like thirty food trucks. Yeah, I was I was talking to um, someone recently, and they're like, I don't think people realize how hard it actually is to get there because it's like the middle of the desert. You can't just like fly in and roll up. Like, yeah, yeah it's <laughs> don't but go, it, don't do it. it. Could it could very well become the nerd burning man. The nerding uh, man, if you will. The nerding. Oh, good. Is burning man not the nerd burning man? I I don't know. I it, <laughs> maybe now? It's like, the if, it's the like San Francisco version of nerd burning man. I don't know. Like listening to like all the people like just internet people getting excited about things, I think I think it nerding man is uh <laughs> Yeah, and like that's they it. They make a giant, a giant effigy of whatever the hot meme is. Ooh, uh, yeah, like 
like last year it might have been Kermit sipping tea. Ooh, um, all right, nerding yeah. man. Uh, yeah. all right. If you want to, if you want first. the rights to that, you gotta ask us. Yes, absolutely. We will we will lease it out. But we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about <laughs> end of match procedure in the MTR. Oh boy. Oh yeah. Um. So they they made a clarification in the in the MTR for the end of match procedure. That's just. This is a clarification. This isn't a change. But if the active player has already indicated that they'd like to pass the turn when the time limit is reached, that's considered to be the opponent's next turn for for turn zero. For the purpose of being turn zero. Right. So you can't be like... You didn't uh, untap. It's still my turn. Your turn one. Pass. And then you're like, hmm, I'm going to think... Oh, time has been called. Oh, okay. You know. Yeah. No, there's... I feel like it's come up for me less in the last couple years, but that used to be like a very like contentious thing. Is like, oh, who's if 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 I'm this and I've said pass, but they haven't untapped yet. Is it am I turn zero? Are they turn zero? Just I appreciate yep. having this written down. Yep. So um, all right. So the the next one is hey, there was a change to uh, player communication. In so uh, this is a piece of rulesery that I've always thought is weird, and I like this. Um, mm-hmm. Unspent mana in a player's mana pool is now a status. Uh, so status information being information that must be announced upon change and physically tracked by the affected player, um, and also the ways in which these are tracked have to be visible to both players. This includes life totals, counters a player has. Or, for example, the city's having the city's blessing. Yep. So this is there's there's actually a rule. There's already a rule that says if you pass priority with unspent mana in your mana pool, you have to announce it. But nobody so, has really ever done this. Right. So there and it's it's the reason why that's a rule is because there was this kind of scummy situation where there were a bunch of counter spells where it's like X and blue. It's counter target spell unless a player pays X. Right. So you just so I, how much did you spend? Yeah. So I've got I've got five mana and I tap all five mana and cast my four mana Jace the Mind Sculptor. And the person's like, Oh, you're tapped out. Well, I will now play that that X counter spell for one. Uh it's like syncopate. Yeah. Yeah. And you'd be like, Oh, well, I will pay for it with my one mana that I have floating. <laughs> you didn't catch it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, so that rule's in place to, to prevent the scummery. Yeah. I I think it is a useful clarification. Just, I, I know some people are maybe a little grumpy about, like, having to, like, explicitly track that. But, like, you should be keeping track of that and being open about it in the first place so right right uh i did have one i think it was a ptq like an old old one pre pp pp pptq right pre not not the new return to mythic championship qualifiers (laughs) right the return to ptq yes um where someone was like um I'm, i'm sitting there watching a match and i i'm listening to what's going on but i'm not really focusing on what all's happening right uh the guy taps a bunch of lands and says i tap all my mana and cast uh, uh sphinx's revelation for seven 
Mm-hmm. And the guy was like, and the opponent was like, uh, you're all tapped out? And he goes, all my lands are tapped. Oh, no. And he's like, I sink a paint for one. And the guy says, and I pay for it with my one floating mana. And then he looks at me and he goes, I did that right, right, oh. Judge? At which point I immediately like, wait, what? Oh, <laughs> Brian. Right. So we got to have a little talk. How did um, you end up resolving that? Uh, Well... Uh, so it was a, there is a rule that says you're supposed to <laughs> announce it. It wasn't announced, so I put the game back to that point. Yay. And to which the opponent was like, I sink a fate for two. And I was like, okay. That works, I suppose. Yep, yep. there you go. Um, what but, else? Yeah. Was, oh. So now it is, that's actually, it's part of player communication. Not so just a, a rule. Yeah, it's, it's. Right, it's in the player communication rules, so you'd be you'd be evaluating that, you'd be handling that uh, as a player communication violation. Um, now, this adding this to a status means we got to get rid of a shortcut. Yay! Uh, ooh, I had not considered like I know I'm sitting here staring at it, but I had not really mm-hmm. considered that that like is why it's gone. <laughs> is why it's what is why it's gone. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So we had a shortcut. Uh, that says, all nice with a strike through here on it on my screen. Um, if a player casts a spell or activates an ability with X in its mana cost without specifying the value of X, it's assumed to be for all mana currently available in available in their pool. Unnecessary. Yeah. So so this is also there to kind of handle if I tap... The scummery. Ten, well, if I tap 10 lands and go fireball, well, that fireball is X and a red, I just fireballed for 9. Right. There is no. There is no. Oh well, I fireball for eight, or I fireball for seven. You fireball for nine. There is not ambiguity with that. Right. But now, the, the, and before there was, the, you had this term of shortcut. Now, uh, unspent mana is a status. So I still have to announce it, but it's it's so in effect, it's kind of working like it used to. Uh, it's just now a status. It's under the the player communication rules instead of being a a, a straight GRV. So. It's a little bit we more specific of a thing. Right. And so now we don't actually need to announce what X is because if we have mana floating... We just say what our mana floating it. is. Yep. Let the opponent math it out if they need to. Okay. Yep. Now, the next change is probably one of these... Uh, there's Every time <laughs> snow lands are in a format, we get, a, we get some questions. Snow problem, Brian. It's no problem. Um, so the so the question is always something along the lines of, well, what happens if I'm playing standard and I happen to have I or or not standard? It's more likely playing in limited. Yep. And I play a snow covered mountain because I grabbed my land out of the pile the of land... draft lands. Yeah the the land station. Now, generally speaking, someone's probably already picked over that and made sure that all the snowlands have been taken out and added to someone's collection generally or something along those lines right uh so it's yes i'm sure yes i know that it's happened to like one or two people out there in the world but generally <laughs> speaking that's not a thing but with full art snow-covered lands being in modern horizon the odds of snow-covered lands accidentally making it into uh decks that aren't supposed to have snow-covered lands in it has gone up a little bit. 
because they're they're more readily available. Yeah. Yep. And and players, uh, you know, oh, I just like the art. I I didn't realize. I mean, it's it's still a mountain, right? It's it's really cool um, looking, and it was right there. Yeah. No, it's got a different card name. It's not it's not in the format. But anyway, um, snow, snow covered lands. Uh, win snow covered. So this is in the MTR now. The tournament rules. Uh, you don't get to just decide that uh, you don't you don't want to use this tournament rule like uh, like oh I don't know like the London Mulligan. But uh <laughs> oh, you just don't you just don't wanna. Yeah, I was just uh, I'm a. It's I'm optional. A citizen, yes. Oof. Um, yeah. um. So anyway, it's not when optional. Wind snow covered lands are not legal and standard. This is great. Um, they're treated as equivalent to basic lands. Okay. However, <laughs> players must replace them when discovered, but no infraction is committed. So basically, if you've got a if basically, you're standard deck. Huh? Basically, pun not intended, <laughs> um, if you're playing your standard deck or your limited deck and you flip over your, your snow-covered waste, um, yes. then <laughs> then then we're going to have a talk because snow-covered waste don't exist. If you flip over your snow-covered island, mm-hmm. um, then we're going to go, you know, wag a finger, replace the snow-covered islands with islands, continue on. And just proceed yep. with our lives yep no harm no foul i think it's it's interesting to me that that's phrased in that way because like if they're treated as the equivalent basic lands why do we need to replace them like i i get it i i understand but i i just feel like you can just say okay just replace like replace them yeah it, it's probably in there where if like I'm searching for a mountain, and I and I get a snow covered mount, or I get a snow covered mountain. It's been treated as equivalent. Mm, that makes sense. But then, but then I've searched it up, but now I I have to, uh, or 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 I cast I search my deck for a mountain, and all I've got is snow covered mountains. I can still get a mountain. It just gets replaced with a. You just uh, the snow covered mountain just gets replaced with a mountain. Swap it accordingly. Swapsies. Cool. Yeah. yeah. No, it's it. It seems a little superfluous to say that they're treated as the equivalent basic lands, but I get it. And and if you want to put your conspiracy hat on, it says when snow-covered lands are not legal and standard. They use that phrasing. Ooh. That's future-proofing. Ooh. No, I, I, I see where you're coming from, Brian. Oh, yeah. Are you picking up what I'm putting down? Um, I'm putting it below this bridge from below that's banned oh. in modern now. Bridge from below got the axe, and a upsettingly oppressive deck is no longer hanging out. Okay, let's talk about the IPG. Let's talk about IPG. <laughs> nope. Let's talk. Okay. <laughs> so what's uh we got we got uh, there was a lot of changes in the IPG. Uh, we got uh, some. Th- so we have a change to Miss Trigger that I uh before we got going had to. Clarify exactly what the intent behind this change was, um, and now it makes perfect sense. Um, but basically, um, there is an additional remedy um, as part of Miss Triggers when it comes to undoing a zone change um, that says if the triggered ability is a delayed triggered ability that undoes a zone change, including token creation, caused by the effect that created a delayed triggered ability. The opponent chooses whether to resolve the ability the next time a player would get priority, or when a player would get priority at the start of the next phase. 
our change here is the new zone does not need to be the same as the one the card was originally moved from. And I stared at this and was like, what does that mean? And what that really means is that the exact wording of undoes a zone change does not mean that the zone change would need to be moving it back to where it originally came from. Yeah. So, so oh, go ahead. So sneak attack, sneak attack is, is an example. Uh, sneak attack reads, uh, for one red, you may put a creature card from your hand onto the battlefield. So we're going from hand to battlefield. Okay, that creature gains haste. Sacrifice that creature at the beginning of the next end step. So we've created a we've created a delayed trigger that undoes a zone change. It it removes it from the zone that it was put into, but it doesn't put yeah. it back into the hand. Right. It puts it somewhere else. Yep. So there there we go. It's it's just it's just a a, a clarification. So if uh up if the triggered ability is a delayed trigger that undoes a zone change including token creation. So all that stuff where it's like, hey, take it from exile, put it on the battlefield, and then at the end of the turn, put it in the graveyard, or pull it out of the graveyard, put it on the battlefield, and then exile it, that's undoing a zone change. That is, that is still undoing. It's just undoing it slightly differently. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not just doing it. It's undoing it. It, it will it. prove to be your undoing. Yep. All right. What, uh, what else we got? Ugh, looking at extra cards, <laughs> uh, which is not hidden card error. Um, so, uh, previously, there was a change to the definition of looking at extra cards um, that made it so looking at cards that were exiled with something like Bowmat Courier um, would be a game rules violation. Um, however... Um, that excluded. The change. Sorry. Yeah. Well, the, when they when they changed the wording to make the Beaumont Courier the peeking at the cards exiled with Beaumont Courier, mm-hmm. they the the wording that they chose accidentally excluded peeking at sideboard cards. Right. So that became that became a GRV also. Uh mm. So they changed it back to well, sort of to also include peeking at sideboards. And that made it bad for Bowmat Courier again. So um, the ultimate fix here is altering the additional remedy to only apply to cards seen from the library. Uh, Now, to to put that into the the actual, what it says now, the additional remedy, um, if the cards were in the library, shuffle any previously unknown cards from a deck back into the random portion of the library then put any previously known cards back in their correct locations from a deck. Yeah, this this one was a a fun one. This this was actually an error that um, uh, I caught, or maybe it wasn't me. the The annotated IPG team <laughs> when we were when we were updating, uh, when we were updating it, and we were like, "Oh, hey, wait, um, this this just the Bomat thing broke broke did." It so it got unbroke, then rebroke. Now yeah. unbroke yeah. again. Yeah, so we didn't catch it when they broke it for sideboards, but when they fixed it for sideboards, we caught the fact that it broke did it for uh, Beaumont Courier. Beaumont machine broke. Yes. Okay. Ooh the so, the, the drum roll update we've all been waiting for. Oh. <laughs> so 
Um, so two episodes ago, we did an episode on hidden card error, and we complained about a particular card in our set. Well, turns out that part of that episode is now no longer uh, relevant. Uh, it's been addressed because of people like us complaining. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, because of you, your voices. Actually, I think it less because us complaining and more just because the sheer volume of people that were having that have been having problems with Narset. Yeah, it's 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 not it's not so much the complaining as the pro- the issue is coming up a lot and really did need a definitive solution. Yeah, yeah it tur- turns out when players make a lot of uh, uh, mistakes. And it starts impacting uh, uh, tournaments. Then it starts impacting maybe? the behavior of how people act with their own cards. Yep. So what happens is the the definition uh, for hidden card error changed a little bit. It added a it added one sentence, but it's got a huge impact. So previously, the definition was uh, a player commits an error. In the game that cannot be corrected by only publicly available information uh, and does so without the opponent's permission. Okay. Uh, now it says uh, a player commits a, an error in the game that cannot be corrected by only publicly available information. That part's the same. It is not hidden card error if the opponent acknowledges the action. Okay. That's essentially the. Uh, 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 sorry, if the opponent acknowledges the action or controls a continuous effect modifying the game rule that was violated. Such as our good friend Narset. Right, Narset says uh, you, you can only draw, you know, your first card. You can't draw any more cards. So that right there is the opponent controlling a continuous effect modifying a game rule. That has that been frequently rules. violated. It's It's been, yes. So... Now, the reason for this change is is happening a lot, and the HCE fix, the, the air quotes thought seize fix, is really good. In fact, it, it kind of makes Narset better than it should be. Yeah, it, it, it leads to you just kind of playing chicken, waiting for your opponent to draw that card and saying, ha-ha, let me, right. let me see, see what you got going on there. And so philosophically, we actually want the the opponent to be more more active in preventing any issues with an effect that they control. And this has kind of been a a, a philosophical shift that's kind of trickled trickled in more over the years. But yeah, it's definitely um, become more present even in the time I've been judging. Is is right. both players kind of being res- like more responsible for each other based on their own cards. So this is so if you have a a continuous effect now that a continuous effect that modifies uh, a game rule okay i i e narset and the opponent casts you know divination um then you've got a you, you need to say hey you only get to draw the um uh, divination uh, divination sorcery it is yeah. a sorcery okay. yep okay then it's on their turn so it's like hey you don't get to draw any cards. You don't get to wait for them to draw two cards and then be like, ha ha, I get the thoughts easy and take your two best cards. We're going to treat that as a GRV. So we've got two cards that went into the hand. So we're going to take two cards at random. We're going to put them back on the library. Now we're going to couple this. That's the GRV fix. Now we're going to couple this with a change to GRV. So game rule violation uh, actually changed 
there's a, a, a section in there that talks about when to give a GRV and when to give a double GRV. Okay, normally when you give GRV, it's, it's you know, uh, Brogan who made the, the error, she gets GRV, and I was just kind of sitting there all passive-like, so I'm going to get failure to maintain game state. But there's certain times where I control an effect that Brogan executes incorrectly, like the, the classic one being Path to Exile, and Brogan doesn't exile the creature she puts in, in the in the graveyard. So she committed the error, but it was my effect. I didn't catch it, so we both get a GRV. In this particular case, um, so I control the Narset. Brogan drew the second card. It's going to be a GRV for both of us because the the wording change for GRV um, is uh, uh, if the judge believes that both players were responsible for the game rule violation, such as an opponent controlling the continuous effect modifying the rules of a game that led to the game rule violation, i.e. Narset. Hint, hint. Uh, yep. Uh, yeah. Or a player takes an action based on another player's instruction. Both players receive gameplay error. What this means for Narset players out there is you need to be watchful because three GRVs get upgraded to game loss. So uh, be aware. Be aware. Uh, be proactive. Uh, you are involved you in only... your opponent making sure your opponent resolves their cards correctly. Because yeah, it's your effect. Remember, you and only you can prevent Narset GRVs. Yeah, exactly. Hey. Um, well, along with our friend Narset here, um, now that we've got our other totally not optional friend, the London Mulligan, um, that means... We're changing mulligan procedure error because mulligans look completely different. Uh, I actually don't have the full text of everything in front of me. Uh, that's my own fault. Um, but basically, uh, once you've finished mulliganing and you've started the game, uh, any excess cards uh, that you have as a result of mulliganing badly are treated as hidden card error. So this is if you're supposed to mulligan down to six and you've still got seven cards in your hand? You you failed to put them back. Right. You have excess cards as the result of an improper mulligan. Um so that's gonna be uh that's gonna be treated as as, as an HCE. So you're telling me that I should just hold on and wait to see if my opponent continues the game if if I know my opponent has seven cards or, and they should have should only have six. I should just wait it out, right, yeah. Brian? Yeah. Well, <laughs> so let's 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 talk before we get on that. Um, let's let's talk about like what what happened. Of I drew too many cards, or I didn't put enough cards back, and and it was noticed before the game begins. In in that particular case, the the old Mulligan rules had uh, fix had like this this you know, decision point where it's like, well, you can you can take another mulligan or do an HCE uh, to reveal the hand to the opponent and have them have them pick a card to get you down to the right number of cards. Or just take that and, a bonus, an, an extra, extra mulligan. Yeah. So, so now the fix is just mulligan again. So if it's caught before the game begins, any mulligan error is treated as just force, force a mulligan again. And that means... Um, that means draw the seven cards, pick the five cards or the four cards or um, that you're going to keep and put the rest on the bottom of the library. Yes, that does mean that an opponent can 
notice and then wait for the game to start and then decide to do, you know, be like, hey, there's a problem, HCE, um, that's cheating. Ding, ding, you ding. a problem. So you'd want to ask, you'd want to ask questions uh, to figure out what was going on. Yeah, I, I think overall, like, and I think we've, we talked about this before, overall mulliganing is going to be much simpler. And I think that errors are going to happen less in general. But I do think that when a mulligan, when there is a problem with a mulligan, I, I, I think that a lot of the time it is going to not get noticed right away. I'm not sure. Maybe, maybe I'm overthinking it, but I, I think that the ways in which that people are going to mess up the mulligan, I really do think they're going to just, we're going to, we're not going to find out until the game's already started. Yep. Uh, so I just realized that I left a, uh... <laughs> the, the best part of the policy um, changes. Yeah. Um, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, uh, go over that real quick since, since it's not in the show notes. Um, there was a, tar- there's a tardiness policy change. Um, so what we've been doing in the past is, you know, we say, you know, players welcome to round four, you have 50 minutes, you may begin. And there's a tardiness policy that says when we start the round, if you're not in your seat, that's a game loss. Now, we realize that that rule is there it's it's got to be a game loss it's got to have teeth because if it's just a warning and you can be you know like oh five minutes late ten minutes late you know wait, or five wait, minutes where's late, the line eight minutes late right where's the line you can be like oh well the round started uh that means the line will be shorter at the uh at the concession stand so i'm gonna get a pizza or i'm i'm still in line waiting for the artist okay those those people are not trying to get to their seat so what we've what we've said is is the people who are actually actively trying to get to their seat, um, we we have tardiness with a heart, okay. Which means if that player is actively trying to get to their seat and they didn't quite make it, okay, you know what? We're not going to assess the game loss penalty, and that's been kind of a a, a mainstay in which yeah, this is a uh, very head judges very common phrasing that you may not have experienced if you've not worked like with a lot of events with other judges um, or a lot larger events like the, the tardiness with a heart it is, has been like very like ubiquitous, I guess um, in how people talk about tardiness. Right. So, so that actually creates uh, a few problems uh, that the, the tardiness with a heart, we, we thought we were doing a nice thing, but like, like in all things, there's unintended consequences. The first, the first consequence is, it's it suddenly means that we're being a little subjective in our rulings based on how hard we think the player was trying to get to their seat. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if they're if they're rushing, then no, ah oh, yes, I have a heart, I will not. But if they're kind of sauntering or swaggering or not really trying so hard, then we're gonna be like, no, I don't have a heart for that. And, and different um, people have have different lines as far as what they think is is trying, and it it is it, very it is not objective in the least. Yeah. the The other thing is, players have kind of started to realize that we have a heart, mm-hmm. and so they might take a little bit more time and then argue. 
Yeah. Uh, but you and, let and this person the... just sit down, no problem. I just watched somebody over there just sit down. Yeah. And so they'll try and, and guilt the judge into into having a heart. Because that's the thing. That's 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 the thing. So the way we've solved that problem is there is a downgrade path for uh, tardiness. And that downgrade is a player who arrives at their seat before one minute has elapsed in the round receives a warning. So that means if you're 30 seconds late, 40 seconds late, you're not going to get a game loss. You're just going to get a warning. However. The first time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, so what happens? This is a, this is a tournament error. Which, what happens? What which, what happens with tournament errors? Tournament errors uh, get upgraded after the second one. Uh, the second warning. The second warning, right? Um, so you show up thirty seconds late for round for your first round, and you're like, "Okay, whoops, I need to whip it into shape." Fine. Okay, that person has learned their lesson. Um, their 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 buddy is like, "Oh, okay, I was thirty seconds late to my first round. That means I can be." 30 seconds late to my next round, too, right? N- <laughs> no. Well, I mean, you, you can be, but... Um, you're going to you're be significantly sadder. Right. So so what this does is, is this codifies having a heart in, in the sense that, you know, we realize that things happen, um, and here, here you go, uh, the first minute's on us. This is the everybody gets one. Yep. The and, and- place where I think it's going to be an issue is people not asking or checking if it's the second one or time that could be lost by confirming if it's the second one. Yep. So, be mindful. Definitely. If the judge asks, you need to you need to tell them and what what's going to happen is I mean when the scorekeepers are entering these these penalties in cuz this is still a thing that gets tracked mm-hmm. and written down and the scorekeeper is going to go put that penalty in and see Oh, they already got a penalty in round three. What's that? Oh, it was also a tardiness, and they didn't say that this was their second. Hmm. Oh. oh. <laughs> so, so then we got to figure out: did the judge just not ask, or did they did they ask and the and the and the judge and the player was like, oh no no no. So, if you're a player and the judge asks you, answer truthfully because if you don't ask, answer truthfully, uh, you're going to be tardy for your next match. And the one after that. <laughs> and all the, and the remaining rounds. Right. Um, so <laughs> because you will no longer ju- be in the tournament is what Brian's trying to say here. Yep. And and if you're a judge, after round one, you need to start asking, have you already, if, and someone gets the tardiness, have you already been tardy? Yeah, I think this is a, this is a habit-forming thing that is is going to just take some time for judges to get used to checking on. Yep. Um, that's a, that's a, for that little downgrade, that one little sentence has a huge philosophical impact. Mm-hmm. Um, but it means we no longer have to have a heart. <laughs> it means we have an objective heart, Brian. I, mm, <laughs> <laughs> mm, I have a heart of defense. It's like, no. So, um, nice. All right. So, so the next one, Oh. Do, do you want to draw straws to see who's got to go over this next one? No, I don't, Brian. Uh, will they play rock, paper, scissors? I guess I'll start talking about it. All right. Okay. So deck problem. <laughs> uh, before, um, 
the a lot the, the biggest issue is, with Decker is usually um, failing to de sideboard and al- alternatively having a card in the wrong deck um, or some combination of those things. Um, and in the philosophy, it says both of these are, are difficult to gain advantage from without obvious cheating, which is true. Now we have a couple of uh, the, our, our old philosophy said denying them the card they would otherwise be working with is sufficient to compensate for the easily discovered situations. So can I, can I give like the old scenario for that? Yep. So um, I draw, you know, it's like turn four and I draw a sideboard card. Whoops, I didn't de-sideboard. We're going to fix things, but that card that was drawn is just gone. It's just gone. It's, it's not replaced. So that's the denying the card that they would other be, otherwise be working with. Our new philosophy says uh, allowing the opponent to choose which card they would otherwise be working with is sufficient to compensate for the easily discovered situations. So now, of of the options, so in the same scenario that Brian was just describing, um, if I draw a card in the middle of my game, and I'm like, oh, crap, this is a sideboard card, um, and it's exactly one card, um, I, I just get that we swap the card into the one card it could be. However, right, the, one, the one card it's supposed to be is probably with the sideboard. Right. Probably. Probably. Right. So go get it. So just go get the thing. Now where things get dicey is when we get multiple cards. Um, so I draw my sideboard card and then we go through the deck and realize, oh, there's another sideboard card in here. We get to, and we find the two main deck cards along with my sideboard, um, Brian, my opponent, gets to choose which of my main deck cards is the one that was that I just drew, and which of my car my main deck cards that we're swapping back in is the one that goes back into the library. Either way, the two sideboard cards are not in my deck anymore. They're they're back in the sideboard card, and my two main deck cards are back in my in 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 my main deck. But now Brian gets to choose which ones. Which, which yeah. I think is and really interesting. It it is, and it it takes a it takes a little bit of time to realize that this is okay because the the first thought is, oh, well, they just get those two cards back. Yeah, it's just free. You know, what's what like what's it's, it's, what's the punishment? Right, but the the thing is, okay, those those two sideboard cards are if if you think about it, those other fifty eight cards in the deck are exactly what those fifty eight cards were. So the two cards that came out. Uh, the, or the two sideboard cards are kind of a a one to one with these other cards that 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 should be in the main deck for for the beginning of game one. So you know you 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 can swap them out, but you give the opponent the choice of which one. So if there's a a a, a better choice for the opponent as to which one it is, then there's a little bit more of a penalty there. You know. Also, your opponent just knows what the cards are, and that in itself is some amount of, I guess, a punishment. Right. Because right. the opponent's going to get to know the two sideboard cards that come out, and they're going to get to know uh, the two cards that are going in, mm-hmm. and then they get to pick. So there is additional information. There's additional advantage. The opponent is getting it, and 
by picking which card it's going to be, we're able to mitigate any advantage uh, as a result of that. The additional remedy is, like we said, is <laughs> the, the official wording is locate any cards missing from the deck and any incorrect cards in any game zone. So this is figure, go to the sideboard and get all the cards that you're supposed to have in the deck and then go scoop up all the, the cards in any game zone, library, um, graveyard, whatever. And also keep, keep track of what was where, though. Like, right. or not not specifically which cards were where, but, like, the number, like, okay, there was one in the library, one in my hand, one... One on the battlefield, one in the graveyard. No. Yeah. Um, one, on the, one on the... Yeah, there should be a problem if one's on the battlefield. <laughs> um, um, so, yeah, so make a note, and then if one card's in the graveyard, one card's in the library, well, we're going to put one card... In, the opponent gets to pick which card goes in the graveyard, which card goes in the library. Um, and then those cards, the, the cards for the library get shuffled in. Let's see here. If, uh, if more cards are being removed than added, uh, prioritize, uh, uh, fixing, fixing the cards that are not in the library first. Um, and then if there's still additional cards not in the library that need to replacing, then they're replaced with random cards from the library. I have a hard time understanding that specific piece. So you're taking out more cards from the library. You're taking out. You're removing more cards yeah, so, than adding. So let's say, what let's scenario say would I, you remove more cards than you're adding? Okay, let's say all I did was I added three cards from my sideboard, and then I I took no cards out. Oh, okay. So now I've got a sixty-three card deck. Yep, yep. You just and then in my presented hand, a sixty-three card deck. Right. For game one. And then in my opening hand, I draw all three of those sideboard cards. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so if there's still additional cards not in the library that need replacing, they're replaced by random cards from the library. So those three cards from my sideboard, they go away, and then I'm essentially going to draw up to uh, uh, those three cards. If there, yeah, yeah, and so if there are still additional cards not in the library that need replacing, so any zone... That is not your library, so your right. hand. You yep. just get a new set of cards from your actual library now. Yep. And then the, the next one is, if the missing cards are with the sideboard, and this isn't the first game. So let's say I have a 58-card deck. Like, in the fir- in game one, two cards got exiled. And then, okay. you some- and then you ended up jamming them with your sideboard. After game or, one. or not even not even uh it's just if the missing cards are with the sideboard and it isn't the first game yeah choose the ones to be returned from the deck at random from main deck cards in the sideboard so um so you're putting main deck cards back in it's not like you're putting random cards from the sum total of those main deck cards that are with the sideboard and then the sideboard it's just you're you're picking them from the main deck your, cards. your, your options are the main deck cards yep. Yeah, at at random. So if there's like five main deck cards in the sideboard, and then you find like you know that you're down down a card, well, we're going to be picking at random from those five cards. Love it. Yep, and that I believe is everything. Um, there there was <laughs> one change to uh, uh, communication policy violation in the philosophy. Uh, they had a misapplication of a shortcut is is usually not a player communication violation, and they changed the wording to say communication policy violation. 
Ooh. They just had a, yeah, they had a typo and they fixed it. I'm pretty sure you said something about a player communication violation, Brian, earlier, and I didn't register it until it was too late to go back and talk about it. But here I am yeah. talking about it now. So yep. if you if you noticed that, uh, don't worry, we noticed it too. Yeah. And then <laughs> in Miss Trigger, there was a sentence that didn't have a period, and now it does. Ooh. Yeah. Nice change logs, is... Brian. Yeah, this is this is what happens when you uh, have to do the annotated IPG <laughs> is you start realizing where it's just like um, when they do things like, oh, we changed the word uh, deck to library in 19 places and you just. Uh, you sure did. Yes, there's 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 some fun updates. Um, so, yeah, so that's uh, that's what we got. Yeah, It's a pretty substantial set of changes. Like, some of them, it's interesting, because some of them are a lot of words to say not very much, and some of them are not so many words that change a lot. Yeah, the the tardiness one was, when I first read it and first heard about it, I I hated it. Yeah, we were, we were, we were discussing it, like, oh, here's all the problems with it, and I, yeah. I have a small fear, because changing, change is hard. And forming new habits is hard, uh, but I believe. I think it yeah. will overall be good. I, I do like the fact that, um, you know, I can, I can be the good guy the first time, and then the, the second one, I don't have to feel any guilt whatsoever. Um, because it, it was a thing where it's like, come on, it was just 30 seconds, and it's just like, you were buying a soda. Come on. This is, yep. you weren't paying attention. You were outside smoking. Yeah. You know? I just, I just saw um, you, like, walk inside and mosey your way on in here. Yeah. I, I don't know about you, but I've gotten, like, the sob, the sob story from someone who's eight minutes late, and they were like, well, I was outside smoking. I didn't know that the round had would turned. Oh, yeah. I was like, how long have you been out there smoking? And he's like, oh, like, 20 minutes. I was like, didn't, there, there was a crowd around you, and then the crowd went and away. they all walked inside. What were you doing? Yeah. What were you doing? Smoking another cigarette. <laughs> uh, yep. Yep. So, uh, anyway, that's that's all I got. Yeah. I uh, I feel like this episode was a relatively painless, despite our our grumblings leading into it, and until we got to the deck problem. But I think the world got to experience us <laughs> figuring out the last bits of it ourselves. So. Yup. Yup. Here we are. Yep. So hope hope uh hope you liked this knowledge bomb we dropped on your face. Like we do. We do that. Uh alright. Well, that being said, uh thanks for doing this episode, Brian. And thank you all for listening. Uh if you want to reach out to us or contact us or see what we've got going on, uh we are uh on Facebook at facebook.com slash judgecast, uh, Twitter, uh, at judgecast on Twitter. You can email us at judgecast at gmail.com, and you can find our website with all of our old episodes at judgecast.com. Uh, all that being said, I am Brogan King, and I keep it fun. I'm Brian Prillman, and I keep my snow-covered lands in the land station. Rip.
<laughs> yes. You know, we we need to find a third person just so uh, we can get back on rhythm for that. I know.